I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We want to thank today's sponsor of our show, Byberg Small Business Insurance. Entrepreneurship is full of challenges and uncertainties. Your insurance policy doesn't need to be one of them. You can visit Byberg.com to get a quote in minutes, purchase your policy, and be covered the next day. Policies start as low as $35 a month. You can also call 1-866-757-4487 to speak directly with a licensed agent who will gladly help you through the process and answer any questions you might have. Thank you to Byberg Business Insurance for being a sponsor of the Artie Friends podcast. And as always, we'll link this in our show notes as well as on our website if you guys want to check it out. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Artie Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today, we are going to be talking about navigating friendships when they're having growing pains. It's something that we are all dealing with as humans. You're either growing with your friends or you're growing away from your friends. And we're going to talk all about that, how to navigate it, what that might look like in your friendships, and what to do when you're in these types of situations with people that you really care about and love. When the going gets tough. Absolutely. But first, we are going to catch up. And like we announced on our last episode, we are actually taking the entire month of August off. So this episode has been pre-recorded in July. And our catch-up right now is just going to be saying what we'll be doing when this episode goes live. So it's August 18th. But this week, my sister will have gotten married in Italy, which is so crazy. So I guess congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Rip. So crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like time traveling and like already feeling so excited for them. No, I know. Same. Like I can't even imagine how fun that's going to be. My sister is renting a house in Italy. We're doing the wedding out there. It's going to be a small gathering. And like, I just can't wait to see how this comes to life and how it actually turns out. And I hope it did a good job with my maid of honor speech. Let's just at this point of the recording, I have not done anything with that. So hoping that I figured it out. But this is why we need August off because we have personal matters to tend to in the month of August that 
really need our TLC. Yes. Tell everyone what you will be up to on August 18th, August 19th time. I don't know specifics of what I will be doing, <laughs> but that is mine and Clay's five-year anniversary. And then his birthday is like three days after our anniversary. So I'm assuming that we will be celebrating in some fashion. I just don't know how that looks yet, but I will definitely be soaking in our, our five-year celebration together. So exciting. So cute. Yay. And then we don't really have any peaks of the week to say, but we are going to read some listener peaks. Yes, we're hoping that our peaks will be celebrating anniversaries and celebrating the wedding. (laughs) Well, with that, Miranda said her peak of the week is that her boyfriend and her celebrated their seven years together with a little getaway with no service. I think that's perfect. Way to tie it in to our, with our lives, but congratulations on seven years. That's amazing. That's also an inspiring way to celebrate. I might have to take notice of that. Mm -hmm. Danielle said, moving to a new city with my boyfriend and getting settled into our apartment. Congratulations on the new space. And I hope that this next era is amazing for you both. All right. To keep with the theme of relationships, marriage, all that, Charlotte said, going official with my boyfriend. Ooh la la, new boyfriend alert. We love that. (laughs) Congratulations to you as well. Okay. And this last one from Natalie says, the best first date post-divorce. I love that. You're getting back out there. Things are aligning and I'm sorry that you had to go through a divorce, but I'm happy that you're moving past it. As always, send in your peaks on our Instagram page, our friends podcast. We put up a story box and you can send it in on there every Monday. Except for the month of August because we will be gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it will not be up on August. September, that's, that's your time. <laughs> okay, great. Well, going right into today's topic, I feel like, at least for me, this topic is really resonating because for full transparency, I've been having some growing pains with some relationships, specifically one friendship. And I've been personally navigating it on my end. Talking with Allison has been so helpful and just hearing, I don't know what she would do and going to her as a friend has been really eye-opening and inspiring. And while we were talking, we were like, wait, this would be a very good podcast episode. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure listeners have maybe wondered like, okay, Allison and Kara work together and they've worked together for two and a half years, like how do they always navigate it? How is it always fine? And like, we've definitely had our own growing pains. We've never gotten in like a big fight, but sometimes we have to have quote unquote tough conversations or like be honest with each other about things that are bothering us. But I think that that's going to be the big lesson here is that honesty, vulnerability, and communication are like the key ingredients to moving through these tough situations in a way that it doesn't blow up into something bigger. Mm-hmm. I don't want to chew our own horns, but when I was writing this outline or when we were doing the outline together, I really thought that we were a good example of having disagreements or like things happen and moving through them and growing through those together. So, So thank you for being as amazing as you are and always wanting to, yeah, figure things out in like a very adult, calm manner. Oh my God, same. One of the things (laughs) that we put on here is that after you have, quote unquote, a tough conversation, which Kara and I had a tough conversation like, I don't know, the last few weeks, a nice way to end it is to recognize how special your relationship is, that you both care enough to have these conversations and trust that the other person can receive that information and still love you and vice versa. And then take the time to honor after it. Like, wow, we're fucking like a badass duo. Like we work through our stuff and we come out the other side and we're stronger. And I think every time that we've had a tough conversation, we always celebrate our relationship after. And I think that that's like the the dessert of a, a hard convo, you know? Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. No, I seriously, every time we have to like, it's probably like once a year, I'd say like we have to figure out some things. I mean, you are growing a business. We're growing our friendship, a business, a whole other entity at the same time. And like things happen. And every single time after we talk, I'm like, I'm so grateful that I have Allison. Like I wish all my relationships could like, I don't know, have this, like you said, open line of communication, wanting to work together, wanting to figure oh, things out. So yeah, and I'm excited <laughs> to dive into this. I think this whole episode... We're really going to draw from all the friendships we've had, all those relationships 
relationships in the past because I feel like now that we're in our later 20s, we can see the growing pains from an outsider perspective and kind of deep dive deeper into those friendships that haven't gone really well. And yeah, pull that advice from, I don't know, taking a look at all those now. Yeah, a variety of relationships, whether that's coworkers, sorority friends, other college friends, high school friends, past relationships. Like there are a lot of different types of friendships and relationships that we have in our life where I think that these tips and stories you could apply to different areas of your life. Absolutely. So a first talking point, how to tell that you're experiencing growing pains and what it might look like. Did you have anything that you want to add on this? Yeah, I think for me, something that I can always kind of tell if I'm having a growing pain with someone is if they're feeling distant. Uh, I think that's something that we all have experienced, whether someone's feeling distant with us or we're feeling the urge to be distant and not be as close to someone else. I feel like another sign that you might be experiencing some growing pains is that you're disagreeing on things more often than not, maybe as little as opinions, but also maybe as big as getting in arguments, bigger disagreements, stuff like that. Okay, wait, I ha- definitely have something to say on the disagreements. I have noticed mm-hmm. in past situations like this, if you're kind of feeling that distance, then sometimes you guys will just disagree to disagree, where if you were in a really good state of mm-hmm. your friendship or relationship, you might just be like more agreeable and more down for whatever. But when there's tension, you're just like, well, I'm just going to disagree out of spite or whatever. And then that that adds more fuel to the fire. Yeah. And you might be disagreeing because of that status of your relationship and not even knowing that you're doing it for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Another thing, it, you might be trying to make plans and it's just not really working. Like the other person's either canceling or you like not really finding a time or it keeps getting pushed off into the future. It's probably because one or both parties are resisting making these plans. So you're not really going out of your way to make it possible to see or talk to each other. And it could be as obvious as this person tells you that they're feeling like you guys are not in a good place, or maybe you feel the urge to tell that person that you guys aren't good, that things aren't okay. So I think with all of these, the first thing you have to figure out is, is is this friendship worth repairing? And that's what growing pains are about. It's about figuring out whether it is best to grow together and to repair and navigate the situation or to kind of let things fizzle out and to give each other the space. Yes. And for this episode, we are going to talk about growing together and ways that you guys can overcome those Mm -hmm. growing pains. And then in the future, we're going to do a separate episode on recognizing signs if it's time to grow apart and how to navigate that because they're definitely very different. And today's path is going to be wanting to keep the friendships or relationship together. And how can you work through that? Absolutely. What are some of the common types of growing pains and friendships. I know you pulled a bunch and have some really good thoughts there. Yes, I made my own list and transparently, I decided to ask ChatGPT what they thought were the most common types of growing pains. And I was very happy that we had a lot of the same ones. So I feel like sometimes ChatGPT, this is a total side tangent, is a great way to like validate your research. So this isn't just my thoughts. This is the wholeness of the online internet space and all the different types of growing pains and friendships. So the first one, and I kind of feel like this is one of the big ones, is friends may find themselves on diverging paths, whether that is different lifestyles, different personal goals, different careers. This can lead to feeling a sense of disconnect or difficulty relating to each other's experiences. If you guys listened to the episode with Rebecca, she was talking about how her and her friends are on diverging paths and what she is doing to accept her friends for where they are and hopefully in turn have them accept her for where she's at. But as you, this kind of goes into the second one. So maybe I'll say these two together and then I'll let Kara take the next one. The next one is life transitions, starting a family, getting married, moving to a new city. These can significantly impact friendships because of the time demand that these life transitions might take. If someone goes off to college, well, now they might be spending a lot of their time in class. If you get married and have a kid, your time and energy is going to be going to your family. If you move to a new city, it's obviously going to make it hard to see your friends in the same capacity. And I think in your, you know, 
early 20s to mid 20s, that's when a lot of these diverging paths and life transitions are really prevalent because people are really on that journey of like, who am I? What path do I want to go down? And then I think as you kind of enter your late 30s, 40s, I'm not there yet, so I guess I don't really know. But I I think the life phase settles down a little bit. Yeah, and these ones are hard because it doesn't feel like either person is necessarily trying to make the relationship or the friendship harder, but life just happens and you kind of have to figure out, you know, how to make it all work. Adding to that would be time constraints. So people have busy schedules, work commitments, other responsibilities that can limit the time available for maintaining friendships. And this can lead to feelings of neglect or reduce closeness between friends. The next one is communication breakdowns. Poor communication or a lack of effective communication can create misunderstandings, misaligned expectations, and unresolved conflicts. I'm kind of a firm believer that you can never over-communicate things. And in today's technology era, there is such an assumption that just because you send a message that it was received, and I've noticed this from work things to friendships, like we all get, I think the average is like 60 to 80 notifications a day. So not even just in the face-to-face communication breakdown, but like you might text someone and their phone is on do not disturb and maybe they happen to see it in that moment and then they open it and then they forget about it and a week passes and they're like, oh my God, so-and-so texted me. So I also think that we all need to do a better job of giving each other grace that just because you sent a message doesn't mean it was like consciously received because we're bombarded with so many emails, so many social media notifications, texts, calls, the whole nine yards every day that it's very easy for things to get lost in communication translation. Yeah, and piggybacking off of that, I'm kind of having an aha moment with what you're saying of just because you sent a message doesn't mean it was received. That even goes with nonverbal communication or just like the way that a friend or you may act toward a friend. In my head, I'm thinking of a situation where I had this friend making a bunch of excuses for why we could never hang out and they just always seemed like valid excuses to me. And I know I just always gave this, gave this person the benefit of the doubt. Um, Um, And then turns to find out this person really was trying to distance themselves from me and like really didn't want to remain as close. And I'm like, oh, well, they were in their head, they were sending a message of, okay, I'm making all these excuses that we don't have to have a talk and that, you know, maybe they'll just like catch the hint that I don't want to be your friend anymore. But I never received that message. Like in my head, I was just, I don't know, not thinking anything of it. So it can kind of go with, yeah, sending texts or emails, but I feel like it can also go with your words and how you act too. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that person is not going to receive what you're saying if you're not clear and direct. Yeah. And clear and direct communication is hard because I feel like there's this stereotype that clear communication is confrontational. And I would pride myself as someone as being a very clear communicator. And sometimes I think it can come off strong and someone might think that I'm like coming at them or like using a tone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I'm really not trying to. Like, I'm I'm just saying what's on my mind. I'm just trying to communicate this and work through it. And in my past experience, trying to be a strong communicator has almost like rub some people the wrong way because they weren't used to it. But then in time, I feel like my relationships and I have like, we've come around to being like, okay, actually, I do think good, clear, strong communication is key so that things don't fester. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next reason that you might be experiencing growing pains in your friendship is changes in values or beliefs. As individuals grow and evolve, our values, our beliefs, and our priorities may shift. This can sometimes create conflicts or differences in opinion that challenge the friendship's foundation. Yeah, I think this is definitely something that you experience in your 20s because maybe those friendships that you had in high school and middle school were around things that you don't really, or even in college, around things that you don't even enjoy anymore. Maybe it's drinking or maybe it's religion or I don't know, even just being people in your hometown. Maybe you've moved on and there's just these different things that I feel like it's okay to grow out of as long as you're being respectful and communicate that with those people. I mean, we're always going to be growing and evolving. So our friendships are going to reflect that too. 
And the next thing is jealousy. Feelings of jealousy or envy can arise when friends achieve different levels of success, experience different milestones, or pursue different opportunities. And these emotions can create resentment. I think this is especially true if you're not in a good place yourself or if your friend is not in a good place. Like if you're having a mental health moment, if you just got fired from a job, if your other relationships aren't doing as well, it can be really hard to see your friends really succeeding and not feel down on yourself. I think that's very, very normal to compare ourselves to other people, no matter how much on social media it says, you know, don't compare. Comparison is going to keep you from doing a lot of things in life. And I definitely agree with that, but I don't think that that means it's not extremely common and that it's not hard hard not to compare. So I think the difference is when you feel that jealousy or envy, are you at, is it a projection? Is it more about the other person getting that level of success or that opportunity? Or is their success shining a light to you that maybe you aren't where you want to be? And is that okay to recognize in yourself? Like, okay, wow, my friend's killing it. My partner's killing it. My coworker's killing it. Could I be happy for them without it having to dim my light? Because they're not doing that to put you down. Hopefully they're just trying to succeed in their own life. So how can you use their success as motivation and a way to get to that next step? Maybe you ask them for help. Maybe you take cues from them as opposed to being like, wow, they have something and I don't. So I'm going to build up this barrier when it's really unnecessary because at all points in a relationship, Clay and I, like we call it passing the torch back and forth. Like there's going to be times where he's killing it and then where I'm killing it. And the important part is that you grab their hand and invite them to come with you, not build a wall to keep your different success as a way to separate you. Definitely. Next one, trust issues. Trust is an essential element of any friendship and trust issues can erode the foundation of a relationship. So things like betrayal, broken promises, mistakes, or a lack of reliability can lead to growing pains and difficulties in rebuilding trust. Along with that, another thing that can cause these growing pains is conflict resolution. Disagreements and conflicts are a natural part of any relationship. However, if conflicts are not resolved in a healthy and constructive manner, they can create ongoing tension and strain in the friendship. Yeah, I think with both of these, it kind of, which we'll get into here in a second, how you can resolve when these kind of things happen, but it's definitely going to come back to communication on both parties, communicating when someone feels betrayed, when that person feels like the other person made a mistake and making sure that you have a good plan to resolve that conflict. Because if you don't, that is how you have the friendship breakups and things kind of fall apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. The last three, I'll just kind of rapid fire them. Lack of support. Friends may struggle with feeling unsupported or not receiving the support they desire from the other person, which can create feelings of disappointment or dissatisfaction. Another reason might be the emotional distance. Over time, friends may drift apart emotionally, which leads to a sense of disconnect or loss of intimacy. This can be due to a lack of shared experiences, reduced vulnerability, or diminished emotional connection. And the last thing is group dynamics. Maybe Maybe two of your friends end up in a big fight or breakup. And despite trying to stay out of it sometimes in life, like you are going to get caught in the middle and it can be tough to pinpoint like, is there sides? Can you remain neutral? And it can just be really damaging short and long term to different members of the group when there's a fallout between other members. Yeah, and with all these reasons, at the end of the day, you might not ever find out what really caused the rift. I know things like jealousy or emotional distance or trust issues, all of these, there are ones that you may never find out what it actually is, but it's up to you to figure out if you can navigate the situation and if you can repair it, which I think we can talk about next. Yeah, so going into how to navigate these growing pains. First thing, honesty and vulnerability it is definitely normal to feel sad, hurt, and discouraged when these friendships drift apart, no matter the reason, whether it's the long distance, creating families, careers, lifestyle changes, whatever. But what's important is 
letting your guard down enough to let the other person know that you are affected enough to want to have the conversation because that vulnerability is kind of like step one before communication can can even happen. Whether that's even just being honest and vulnerable with yourself, like, oh yeah, that did hurt me when they did that. Or, oh yeah, I am feeling this type of way. And knowing that it's okay to be sad because of these things. And how can you then move forward to communicate that you were hurt or sad. And that comes with creating a safe space where you feel safe enough to share what's on your heart with the other person and feel that they're going to respect your opinion and vice versa. So that kind of goes into communication, which Kara can touch on now. Yeah. Before we jump into that, I just want to say that I feel like I have never been mad at someone for telling me that they're upset, but I feel like I have been frustrated when things kind of went to shit and that person never told me that they were upset. So if you're in a situation right now where you feel like you have some distance with someone and you really do want to address it, definitely I would encourage you to tell that person and kind of set up a time to talk because yeah, at least on my end, I have never once been upset with someone for being honest with how they felt about a relationship, but it has been detrimental and upsetting when they don't say anything. Yeah, definitely. Because in the moment is when you need to know when they're upset. If someone waits to tell you months or years down the line, it's like, well, if you would have told me that you were upset by that, I could have changed my behavior. I could have apologized. I could have done X, Y, Z. But since I didn't know, I didn't know how to change my behavior accordingly. And in the time from when you became upset to telling me months or years later, that's when those feelings of resentment, distance came into play. And now it's making it harder to repair and move forward in our relationship because now we have all these things stacked against us that we now have to unpack when maybe this was about one original issue at the very beginning that just like didn't get acknowledged when it needed to. Exactly. And like you said earlier, when you are not in a good place with a friendship, it's going to be those little things that just bother you or irritate that person so much more. So maybe it was, you know, whatever you said a year or two ago, it was something small. But then in those times since then that that person never addressed it, it's like these little things that you've done here and there that just make them so angry and, you know, kind of build that case against why you guys shouldn't be friends. But it's like, wait, if this was resolved a long time ago, would those things have been so detrimental? to the friendship. We're going to take a quick break to talk about today's sponsor of our show, Bybrook Small Business Insurance. As a new business owner, you might feel lost and overwhelmed, so talking to an insurance expert can be really reassuring and provide peace of mind you can spend more time running your business and doing what you love. Whether you're a contractor, landscaper, photographer, podcaster, life coach, consultant, notary, or maybe you own a business like a travel agency, a boutique, or healthcare and social assistance industries, whatever you do with your small business, there's a good chance insurance can protect you and your company from the potential risks of owning and operating a business. We actually had on insurance advisor Ben Topping from Byberg on episode 131, and he actually talked us through real-life small business scenarios where insurance was crucial. We both learned so much in the episode, and I definitely feel more empowered as an entrepreneur now knowing what I know about insurance and how it's so important for businesses, not only for myself, but for our listeners too. In this episode, you'll hear about the different types of small business insurance policies, why you need it, and what it covers. If you call 1-866-757-4487, you can speak with one of Byberg's licensed agents and they'll walk you through each of their policy types and how to get a specific policy for your business needs. Or you can call that number to purchase a policy within minutes. You can also go to Byberg.com and be covered the next day. Byberg is part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, so you can trust they will be there financially. They have a 4.9 star average customer review rating and it is truly a one-stop shop for your business insurance needs, which is amazing and policies start as low as $35 a month. Thank you to Bybrook for sponsoring our show and having been on in episode 131. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. 
Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. One more thing on the honesty and vulnerability note, I saw this graphic on Instagram that said, ask the people you care about this question. And it was, what have I done to you that I need to apologize for that I don't know about? And I have not sent that message to anyone in person or text, but the anxiety of that question, I feel like was enough to make me reflect and be like, man, what have I maybe done to the people I care about that they would reply if I asked them that? I'm still garnering up the courage to do that, but I just wanted to share that here because it was very powerful when I read it. Oh my gosh, that is very powerful. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I have anxiety thinking about saying that to people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm glad I'm not alone. (laughs) No, because it really is like when I've had conversations with friends or we've had to talk things out, sometimes it really is things that you had no idea you were doing that bother people. So I don't think that's a bad question or a bad thing to bring up because it's not even about lacking self-awareness. There could just be things... I don't know. I guess it is kind of lacking self-awareness, but there are things in our lives that we feel are so harmless and we're just trying our best. And to someone else, it might be really hurtful to them. Yeah. I even had a situation recently over a gender reveal party and to the female, it was a very, very big deal to them that I received that news in a certain way. And then their partner just told me like very quickly and they were like, excuse me. And then I was, I don't even know what this has to do with anything, but like he, he to her, he was like, oh, I'm just telling her it's not, it's, I just want her to know. And she was like, what? No, this is a really big deal. Like I wanted it to be a moment and to video. And we all just nipped the whole thing in the bud, like right there live as it was happening. But so often we do stuff and we don't really have bad intentions or like, it's not even that you're not thinking it through. It's just what matters to one person doesn't matter to another, which is why we had done that episode in the past over Kara's concept of like, how do your core values like cause tension in your relationships? Because just because you care about something doesn't mean the other person is going to. And if they don't know that that's important to you, how can they honor and uphold your values if they don't even know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is just reiterating 
why we needed to do that core value episode. Like that is such a good example. Well, I think we can move into communication because that is definitely going to be the main way you're going to navigate these growing pains. So ask this person what their preferred method of communicating is. Well, one friend might want to talk in person. One person might want to do a phone call. I know for me, I have a personal rule ever since I had a very bad friendship falling out breakup over text that I will not do any serious conversations over text. Like after that situation, I swore off texting when I'm upset or engaging with people who are upset over text because it just never goes well. So I always prefer a in-person meeting or a phone call to talk about friendships and when things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. And I think that it really is so important to know the other person's because going back to the values, you're valuing the face-to-face so that maybe you can pick up on their body language so that you can feel like it's very raw and personal, where maybe to someone else, they might be like, no, I want to jump on a call right now because I don't want this to fester longer until we can meet in person. Like to them, the urgency, mm-hmm. like I have someone in my life who really wanted the phone call immediately and I didn't know that about them. And when a situation arrived, in the past, they were like, why didn't you just pick up the phone and call me? And I was like, to me, the call felt impersonal. I was waiting until I saw you the next day. Mm. And so right there, like you're both trying to do what you think is right. And just even communicating how you want to be communicated to is a big first step. And then once you're actually communicating, however you and the person have decided, a big role is actively listening so that you can really hear what's on their heart and asking questions about how they're feeling. I think when there's these growing pains and this tension, both people have a lot that they usually want to say. So I think just setting up a space that both there's enough time, there's enough energy that both people can have the microphone or the floor or whatever it is for as long as you guys need to both say what's on your mind. Mm -hmm. Avoid interrupting the person and refrain from formulating responses while they're speaking. And one of the rules I think we've said time and time again, when you're in an argument or talking to someone, try to use I statements to express how you feel or how you perceive the situation rather than making accusatory statements. So this might look like, well, you did this, this, and this. It's like, okay, well, I feel like you did this. Like, or maybe that wasn't a good example, but <laughs> should I not? Should I not give? I feel like it's just saying like, okay, and for this, maybe it would look something like, okay, well, you did this to me versus, okay, well, in that moment, I felt X, Y, Z. Yeah. And that helps you from not getting defensive because I feel like in these situations, these conversations that we really tend to get defensive and really try to prove our point when, like Allison said, we're really supposed to be listening to that person and providing maybe your insight. And maybe that's why those I statements are good. It's like, that's just providing your perspective. And this approach helps foster personal responsibility as well. Yeah. And when you're asking them questions, they're probably going to provide you with more context about their feelings, their thoughts, their experiences. And that helps reframe it to you from their side so that you can see like, oh, that's how it was perceived to them. Instead of only having your perspective and then making assumptions about it, you can have empathy and evaluate their, validate their experience and demonstrate compassion for their side of the story and your role in the relationship or the friendship as well. Mm -hmm. Well, echoing off what you just said, empathy is a huge part of this. And I think that with any conversation or growing pain that you're having, you need to practice empathy. So to do that, avoid making assumptions and instead inquire about that person's feelings, their thoughts, experiences, kind of like you just said, show empathy by validating their experiences, kind of like saying the phrases, I hear you, I see you. You can demonstrate empathy and compassion for their side of the story situation and just give that person your full attention, maintain eye contact, and really try to put yourself in their shoes. Okay. And wrapping up with the conflict resolution and the repair, there is some author who wrote a book. I'll try to link it. I haven't read it, but my friend who is a holistic health coach was telling me about it, that the repair is by far the most important part of conflicts because it's kind of like what people will remember from the growing pain. It's like, did the person really fully listen to your side? Did they 
promise to make changes? Did they give you the time of day? Did you feel like your feelings were validated? Did you guys make a plan of how to move forward? Or was it just like, hey, you hurt me, I hurt you. Okay, done. It's like, you really have to focus on that repair aspect and think how often back to previous relationships, if you're like, I just wanted them to say, I'm sorry, and to like not do it again. Like Mm -hmm. once it's happened, it's happened. You can't change the past, but what you can change is how you respond to your place and whatever happened and how you can help alleviate those problems going forward. Wow, I love that. I feel like that is such a powerful statement because it is true. The repair is what makes or breaks it. And like I said before, I've never been mad at someone personally for when they've said that they're upset and we have been able to work through things because of that repair element and how we handled it and stuff. Yeah, because it's also a good way to measure the relationship or the friendship. Like if the other person and you are both willing to work hard on the repair, it says a lot about your respect and your care and admiration for the other person. That's like, hey, yep, I can recognize my place in our conflict. And going forward, I care enough about you that I'm going to try to not hurt you again. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think like people really want is just to be like, validated that like, okay, yes, you hurt me and you're going to try not to do it again instead of just dismissing how much pain that caused in my experience. Wow. Yeah. I think Allison put some really good tips here for how to have a good repair and a good conflict resolution moment. Like you kind of said, focus on resolving the issues rather than assigning blame or passing judgment on this person. Have a non-judgmental environment where both parties can freely express themselves without fear of criticism. So maybe not, you know, involving a third party or other people or they're going to be kind of judging in their opinions. Like maybe sit down with just you two and talk it out. Make compromise and find some common ground. Explore potential solutions that meet both your needs and find ways to move forward together. Again, with that kind of compromise element, communicate your boundaries and expectations moving forward clearly and respectfully. I think that's huge because I feel like you know, with a lot of these conflicts, maybe it was something where either you had set boundaries and they weren't respected or there weren't any boundaries. So maybe a good repair would be to make those boundaries. Yeah, no, I think a lot of times people don't communicate their boundaries. So is it really on someone else if they violated your boundaries, if they didn't know your boundaries? Like they can't act accordingly if they don't even know. So if you have a boundary that's very important to you, definitely make sure people are aware of that. I also want to circle back really quick to compromise. I had a friend that was seeking a romantic partner and I just felt like no matter what, every time there was like only something wrong with the other person. And when I would kind of like play devil's advocate and be like, well, what about this or that? They were just like, well, I'm not willing to compromise. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not willing to compromise? Like, I know I, I admire your willingness to like go for gold and stay true to like absolutely what you want. But life is a lot about compromise. Like in any relationship, it's your meeting in the middle. Like that person has their existence with their goals, their values, their needs, their time, and you have the same. And you have to meet in the middle on those elements because it's not all about one person or the other. And to not compromise, I feel like is almost like disrespectful to the other person's existence. That's like, eh, all of my needs and wants and desires come before yours. I'm sorry. Like that's not very realistic to a good long-term relationship. Wow. That's so true. Yeah. But I think that is a very big piece of it. And like you said, it shows that you respect that person and you respect everything that they have going on in their lives because newsflash, they also have a million things and (laughs) needs and wants. So yeah, that is definitely a big part of it. I think the final ones from this list are discuss what you need from the friendship and what you're willing to offer, establish a mutual understanding and manage expectations of both parties, kind of like the same thing with boundaries. Be willing to apologize when necessary and forgive when appropriate. That is huge. And maintain ongoing communication and check-ins to ensure that both of you are on the same page. Yeah, I think a big flag on the being willing to apologize and to give grace and forgiveness 
when appropriate. I think that's something that can be hard with ego and us always wanting to be right or always wanting to validate our own experience and not really fully wanting to understand the other person's experience. But I think that life will be a lot easier if you can be willing to apologize and just be willing to be that person that accepts that person's apology. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have to call myself out here so hard. When I was younger, me and my mom would butt heads a lot because we're like so similar. Like when I was in high school. And she would be like, Allison, what is with you that you can never say, I'm sorry? Like, you just won't say it. Like, I would take accountability and I would recognize what I did wrong. But like, I verbally could not get myself to say, I'm sorry. I, it was like so bratty of me and just showed so little compassion for the other person's experience that was happening because I like genuinely apparently wasn't sorry. So I was like, well, I'm not going to say I'm sorry if I'm not. And that's so rude. So I also think when you're having these conversations and doing the conflict resolution and repairing, like how sincere is the person's apology? Like, is it a, I'm sorry that happened and it's like a little dismissive and it just seems like they're saying I'm sorry because it's something they're supposed to say? Or is it a empathetic, like, I am sorry. And there's a very big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that leads to our next point of how to move forward. I think you should be able to embrace the power of forgiveness. Like Allison said, if that person is being sincere in their apology and you can tell that, yeah, maybe they didn't know that they upset you or maybe they had no idea that what they did bothered you and you can tell and see on their face or hear in their tone that they hear you and they're willing to make a change, embrace that forgiveness. We can't all be perfect humans. And I recently saw a quote that said, we're all just trying our best. And that can really be the case with our friendships. Like that person could just be trying their best or you could just be trying their, your best and we can all embrace forgiveness in our lives. Yeah. And going circling back to not being able to change the past, I think that's a big aspect of what forgiveness is. It's just being like, okay, well, I'm letting the past be in the past so that I can embrace our future relationship together. And if you don't forgive someone for their past actions and you bring that resentment, jealousy, XYZ into the future relationship, then the issue is going to remain the same if you don't truly forgive them. And I know forgiveness is very, very, very hard. I struggle with it. I'm sure most people struggle with it. So this is kind of I'm making a note. Maybe we need to have a guest on who is well-versed in the power of forgiveness. I would love to have a conversation mm. about that. I love that idea. Yeah, some other tips, practice, self-reflection, and acknowledge your own role in that situation. Be able to kind of look back on what happened, reflect. Again, try to get that self-awareness of why things went wrong. Embrace the opportunity to create new memories and experiences. Yeah, maybe some things, some experiences, memories were tainted from what happened, but embrace the future. Embrace being able to clear your slate and move forward. Celebrate the resilience of your friendship and the strength that comes from navigating and overcoming growing pains. Like we said earlier, that is a huge testament and that is such a great thing. And it feels so good when you've come out on the other side. So embrace that. Yeah. And if you think about other areas of your life, when you go through something that's really hard and you get to the other side, you celebrate that because it's like, hey, I was willing to put in the work to run that marathon, to stick out that job that I didn't want to work anymore, whatever it is. Like when you get to the other side, you're proud of yourself. And I think that celebrating that in a friendship or a relationship is just as important. Mm-hmm. And finally, embrace the beauty of change and allow the friendship to evolve, focusing on the present and future possibilities. Yeah, like we keep saying, it is beautiful when you have growing pains because it kind of means that your friendship is deepening, is going further. You don't have growing pains with acquaintances or people that you barely know. So it is kind of honorable and really cool that you get to be more vulnerable and deep with people and these things are going to happen. But like you said, it's going to feel so great when you come out on the other side and feel accomplished that you guys did that. Yeah. So I think all in all, like don't beat yourself up if you feel tension in your friendships and relationships, because I think that's just the cycle of all of our friendships and relationships. Like you're going to go through these periods where you're both like, okay, yes, we're very aligned. Things are clicking. And then you're going to go through another period where you're like, okay, we have some work to do. And that's no different than any other area of your life. You might have an, an era where you're like in your fitness journey and you're like, I'm so inspired. I really want to work out right now. And then you might go through a slump where you're like, I'm kind of feeling lazy right now. You might be in a really creative flow and then feel uninspired. Like that's okay. And as 
ever evolving humans who are constantly on our own journeys. We're changing, we're growing, we're being exposed to new experiences and opportunities. Those aspects are going to come through and affect our relationships for better or for worse. So it's truly inevitable to not have growing pains unless you only want to be acquaintances with everyone and run away from any relationship when it starts to go (laughs) to get tough. But if you put in the care to have these conversations and be vulnerable, you're just going to, like Kara said, like deepen that relationship so much. And I think it was, what episode did we do recently where I said, oh, the activities one where I said, Clay is the number one person I like feel most comfortable around. Well, it's because we've gone through so many freaking growing pains or we've seen each other at our absolute worst. We've been so vulnerable. We've shared everything on our heart that we both are like each other's rock and glue. And you don't get to that if you don't go deeper and going deeper requires moving and growing together. Yeah. I literally can have said that better myself. So yes, you could have. (laughs) Oh no, no, no. No. You seriously kill it. I feel like, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that was all of our thoughts. I think last thing I'll say is like Allison said, we would love to do another episode on when you know it's time to move on. And if someone is moving on in your life and you're trying to do these tactics that we said, and you're trying to grow together, like Mel Robbins says, let them do that because that's just their path and their journey. And I think, I think sometimes that's what has to happen too. Oh my gosh, you saying that makes me, this is so cheesy. But with letting go, I was like thinking of a Frisbee or a boomerang. And some people, it might be a Frisbee throw where like you just have to let them go and you have no idea if they're coming back in your life. And then other people will be boomerangs and they might come back to you, but you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that could be weeks, months, or years down the line. But having the trust to let go and let it be whatever it's meant to be. And throw it into the air. (laughs) Yeah. And then you'll find out. Oh my gosh. I love that analogy. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. If we want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys, we need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? <laughs> So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.